Welcome back to the greenhouse, where the more you know, the more you grow. Sit back and enjoy episode five, Duped into Division. Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things shall come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The word dupe, D-U-P-E, is a French word. Pretty much means to deceive, uh, to trick, to beguile, to take advantage of. Uh, if someone does that to you, if they dupe you, you've been duped. You can also be called a dupe, one who has been deceived and tricked. You know, Jesus is always warning the people of God uh, to be very wise and pay attention uh, to the world, the seasons, the ways of the world. Uh, in particular the movement of the enemy uh, the great deceiver which we know is Satan which is our adversary Lucifer the devil right divide and conquer that's the play it works in war it works in so many ways because it's a tactic you know divide and conquer and division is a very powerful tool that's been used by the enemy or at least my enemy uh, to keep people polarized now look what's going on now you know and the quarantine stay at home uh, work from home whatever label you want to give it um, under mandate of the government uh, city officials government officials state officials alike you name it basically there are um, even executive orders coming from the white house it's just so many things that promoting you to stay at home do not go outside do not engage with other people Practice social distancing. Six feet, six feet. Back, back. Give me fifty feet. Just, just don't, don't deal with one another. Stay away from one another. And although I understand this is a very trying time, anytime you're talking about any type of disease or anything that can be contracted and move from one person or thing to the next, for that matter, uh, you got to be cautious. You got to be cautious about who you deal with, where you go, what you do. But to be honest with you, most of these things that have been suggested for the most part 
are things you should have already been doing. You know, washing your hands, uh, taking care of yourself, uh, making sure or ensuring rather that you have a strong immune system. What does that mean? Well, take care of yourself. You know, some of the regimens that people are doing now should have, and I'm not condemning, but uh, it would have been great if they would have been a part of their lives before this even kicked out. So, but those things are great. I got it. There's nothing wrong with promoting good health. But the issue is uh, the polarization. You know, we have dealt with polarization uh, for quite some time. You know, this is this is a worse level, rather. I mean, I know many of you, or some of you, rather, will probably have seen some of the uh, horrific videos of elderly women being beaten by people and no one stepping in and helping. However, they're re recording uh, the event. They're recording these people, someone's auntie, grandmother, mother, uh, elderly person being beaten, spit on, you name it. I've seen it and no one helps. People stay in their lane, as they say. They mind their own business. They don't get involved. Uh, what happened to it takes a village to raise a child? What happens to a uh, community base? What happens to neighborhoods? In so many situations, we left with hoods. There are no more neighborly acts. Uh, neighbors are killing neighbors. Neighbors. This is getting bad. And so at a time when you're promoting uh, social distancing, I say, what of humanity? How are you to love and care for one another? Because when you see a person, well, <laughs> it used to be uh, when a person would sneeze, it was God bless you. Now, uh, during this current so-called pandemic uh, virus situation, if someone sneezes, uh, getting to God bless you is the least of it. I have witnessed myself people just looking at one another uh, with anger, hate, disgust. They may have the virus. They may be the reason that that people are sick. I'm wearing a mask. Why they're not wearing a mask? That's inconsiderate. They have bounties. They have been spent off uh, by city officials uh, and the like to pretty much turn in people who are not abiding by either the social distancing uh, mandate or something to that effect. You've observed recurring violations of the safer at home order Please continue to let us know at coronavirus.lacity.org slash business violation. You know the old expression about snitches? Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. We want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure we are all safe. So they're promoting people, reporting people, family members, uh, neighbors alike, that are not doing what is said to be done. And you may say, yet again, it's not a big deal. We have to do something. But understand what it's causing. You know, at a time when you should be coming together to work through difficult situations, what is being promoted is a mindset and a sentiment of staying away from each other. Making people being more adversary of one another. We have enough of it. It's sad because check your facts. I mean, it's a lot of misinformation, 
uh, being spread uh, about so many things. This in particular, when we talk about the virus, uh, is what the word talks about, you know, wars and rumors of wars. It's a lot of things that are going on that are not what you think. It's just it's diversionary tactics to get you away from a mindset of your focus and energy on the true enemy. And we look at the virus, right? And we say that's a that should be a common enemy of the entire world, right? Because let the reports say it's affecting the entire world, right? Okay, but to the body of Christ, to the body of believers, uh, to the church, uh, to the people of God, you already have a common enemy. That's Lucifer. When you're studying the things that you should and should not do to ensure you don't contract the virus, I say, well, because you are a believer, uh, you should be studying things uh, that should make you more wiser, give you more discernment, because all discernment comes from the Father, right? Uh, Tap into it. Understand more about what's going on because you're going to need it. It's just you don't want to get caught up in the churn of the finger pointing. You know, uh, America is blaming China. China is blaming Russia. It's a blame game, but it's a deadly blame game. This tweet from a Chinese government spokesperson claiming that the U.S. Army brought the virus to Wuhan amid a global pandemic. Why the blame game? Nobody is blaming us for the virus. Nobody. They're not blaming us. This started in China. Thousands and thousands of cases in China. Coronavirus came from China. The foreign outbreak. The foreign outbreak. A foreign outbreak. A foreign virus. China. It started in China. 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 China is obvious what's happened in China. 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 As COVID-19 spreads across the United States, so does an alarming rise in hate crimes within Asian American communities. Let's get this right. A virus starts in China, and the Democrats' single talking point, and you see it, is that it's Donald Trump's fault, right? It's Donald Trump's fault. Look at 9-11. One of the acts, or the act, (laughs) that ushered in um, to many things, um, namely us going to war, right? But bigger than that, uh, whether you know it or not, uh, what we got from that was the Patriot Act. Uh, you do your research, the Patriot Act. I'm pretty sure many of you know what I'm talking about, but those who don't, please look into it. So that was a direct result of 9-11 and something coming against us. And we're not going to have that. So we're going to hit back. You may say, yeah, that's what happens. You ain't going to mess with us. Well, here we go again with that whole division. You know, when you, as a believer, you're more patriotic. Your patriotism means more than you. Then your God, that's a problem. There is a problem. There is an issue if you cannot reconcile who you are in the midst of who you are told you're supposed to be. You're an American. What do you mean? They came over here. They started this. They did it. What do you mean? You're supposed to back your country. Well, once again, because I'm a believer... I believe in Jesus and that's my king 
he has a kingdom and I'm in it I'm a part of it okay so the confounds of that kingdom how I should and, and should be and particularly my loyalties should lie with my king my loyalty should lie with my savior my loyalty should lie with Jesus right and so if there's a fork in the road is what I mean that they can be one and the same which is difficult for me to digest because being uh, raised in America I say that the God of the Bible was supposed to be the same I shouldn't have to pick and choose about my belief and about what is considered patriotism shame on you for creating an environment a situation a fork in a road where I have to make a decision but it is what it is can you make the tough decision is the thing can you choose the kingdom over the country I mean can you it, 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 it's just a real question and I say that because you're going to have to make that decision this is where we are at people plain and simple so as we move forward in this uh, current climate please know that how you navigate through and by that I mean not just also the actual movement like what governs that what governs your decision if the country says alright well this is what's necessary we need everybody to get a vaccination I mean come on fair enough right there is something uh, plaguing the world I mean that's a virus and so if you want to be uh, eradicated from the virus yourself from your community from the world I need you to do your part I need you to take this vaccination but hold up now if your belief system is that I'm not taking a vaccination especially when you are versed enough to know what's inside of vaccinations especially in this stage of the game where the current vaccinations that are being rolled out especially the one and result of the coronavirus do your research okay and I mean that do your research and pray for discernment because you're going you're going to need to decipher uh, a lot of the information you know don't be divided away from true uh, information the source of it all and that is our heavenly father you're going to need to know it so one of the ingredients of many things are is aborted fetuses I said it I said it because it's true uh, once again do your research this is not some crazy conspiracy theory let's listen to an excerpt from a legal disposition from Stanley Plotkin that's P-L-O-T-K-I-N about those aborted fetuses being used for vaccination this is nothing new but here you go okay um, some of the pieces of the fetuses were pituitary gland that were chopped up into pieces to mm -hmm. okay included the lung of the fetuses yes okay included the skin yes kidney yes spleen yes heart yes and, and tongue <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't recall, but yeah, probably yes. Um, so, uh, I, 
I just want to make sure I understand. In, in, in your entire career, and this was just one study, so I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you again. In your t entire career, how many fetuses have you worked with? Um, well, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, quite a few when we were studying them uh, originally before we decided to use them to make vaccines. Do you have any sense? I mean, this one study had 76. How many other studies did you have that you used aborted fetuses oh, for? Oh, I, I don't remember how many. You're, you're aware, are you aware that the one of the uh, objections to vaccination by the plaintiff in this case is the inclusion of aborted fetal tissue in the development of vaccines and the fact that it's actually part of the ingredients of vaccines? Yeah, I'm aware of those objections. The okay. uh, Catholic Church has actually issued a document on that which says that individuals who need the vaccines should receive the vaccines regardless of the fact. And that, uh, that uh, I, I think it implies that I am the individual who will go to hell because of the use of aborted tissues, which you, I am glad you know? to. Now let's take a listen to Bill Gates what is open admission of the agenda and the active plan actually now keep in mind Bill Gates the same one on the stage at TEDx openly admitted the plan and active agenda to depopulate the world through vaccinations his own words not mine yet again do the research it's out there they are not hiding the plan any longer and what for full speed ahead the problem is we are divided we are not unified on any front unfortunately even in the body of Christ and we need to be we have been duped we have been duped we have been tricked we have been hoodwinked we have been told things that are not true misinformation so let's take a listen you know is there something to worry about with medicines? That is, might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So, yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system where we, you know, do trials and test things out. Like, whoa. So you mean to tell me something genetically modified, uh, an organism, an aborted fetus, uh, a different DNA, so on and so forth, uh, you're going to put that into me? Uh, you're going to put that in me for what reason? Oh, to protect me. Like, whoa. So if your belief is your belief and you don't take that, now, this is something that has been deemed as being a plague of the world so serious to the point it shuts down the world so serious to the point that it shuts down the economy so serious to the point that we got to do something. So it goes back to that old Gustavo mentality. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. I said it because you're saying, hey, community, we need you to give them up. Who's out there that's not abiding by the social distancing mandate? Who out there has not had their vaccination? Well, I tell you, that's something on the horizon. By your buddy, ba -ba -ba -ba, Bill Gates. Yep, but I just say his name because he is the spokesman, talking head uh, for some people for some people who want you to have a vaccination.
And so we understand we don't want to get caught up in names and organizations, things of that nature. That's but a, a piece of the forensic and understanding who's who. But at least we forget who's ultimately behind the push of it out to depopulate the earth to do just the opposite of what God told mankind to do. And that was be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. So if that's your mandate to be fruitful and multiply and to replenish the earth, there's nowhere in that that I've seen that you can start uh, deducting, subtracting, removing people from the earth, especially with some plan. Stop it. That's definitely not of God. So this is how we can reconcile it all. This is how we can see the fruit that comes from the tree. This is how we can try the spirit by the spirit. This is how we know who is and who is not of us. And so if we see that's the fighting line and we see that whomever is on the other side of that, so be it. Because guess what? This means war. Indeed. By proxy, you've signed up for the war. Uh, we are soldiers in the army. We have to fight, although we have to die. Okay, it's a part of it. What does the scripture say? They'll serve us up to be killed. They'll serve us up. And that's the whole thing. You've been duped into that. You've been duped into division. You've been duped to say, no, I, I love to help you out, baby, but you know that virus is around and I can't get, like, really? But I need you. Are you going to be there for me? No, I can't. So check your source. This is a very difficult time. But we need discernment. And that is my sincere prayer. That you get it. I need it. And so do you. So what is happening? It's almost like animalistic instincts of being aroused in mankind. It's not a good thing. Polarization has been around for quite some time and so many have been duped into division by a lot of tactics of the enemy. Look at it. I mean, we have bloods against crips, right? Blue against red, right? We have Northanos against Serenos. And for many that don't know, uh, it's a Northern California gang versus a Southern California gang. But the, the takeaway is yet again, they're divided by color blue and red look at the black and white look at the race issues that we have in this country look at how the the the, the divided states of america and i'm sorry i, I not and I, I don't mean to be apologetic but it, it's sad is what i mean but the divided states of america we have democrats and republicans for the most part on the forefront of our um our political parties which you know the two major heavy hitters in our political system right democrats and republicans and lo and behold color lines yet again blue and red right red states and blue states right democrat and republican states right and if you look at yet again the polarization um if you think about the majority of black people what party line do they support let's be honest democrat and more conservative, white, um, who, who do they support? Republicans. Now, mind you, there's an anomaly to everything. 
I'm not drawing the color line. I'm just commentating on what it is. What is. Uh, it exists. And it's sad because of polarization. It's it, kind of like when, uh, um, when Morpheus and the Matrix said red pill or the blue pill. You know what I mean? Because um, if you think about Democrat and Republicans, look at history. The abolitionists were the Republicans. The party that supported slavery or the Democrats. But that's not what we have today. Things have changed. You know what I mean? I see the anger in people's eyes when they defend Trump, which is one side of the aisle, right? And I see the anger in their eyes when they defend or defend it or defend even to this day Obama. Another side of the aisle, right? But I'm here to tell you, there are two sides of the same coin. If you do the research, you will see that the president of the United States is not elected. They're actually selected. Yeah, newsflash. I get it. But this is by design that there is something called an electoral college that actually casts votes for the president. And those votes are the deciding factor so you have to ask yourself well if I waited in line I voted got the sticker I did my civil duty I voiced who I want to be the president of the United States and the majority of fellow Americans did the same thing well why do we not have the candidate who we chose to be president (laughs) Uh, it's all a ploy plain and simple You've been duped and and you're divided so much by those political lines like the Hatfield and the McCoys, like the Bloods and the Crips. So you see, this is more than just a fail safe. This is actually a way of ensuring that certain people control certain things. Um, So if you control government, you control the ways of the world, the economies, things of that nature, are you going to make sure that you have the system that you want right and so the great puppeteer the wizard behind the workings of the Oz that's Satan that's the enemy it goes back to the garden Adam and Eve they took the bet they took the bait they wanted to be as gods they wanted to have their place in the sun so the league of Satan by being disobedient it's what they did and see they were babes in a lot of ways but we're not talking about them we're moving past them we're talking about the nimrods we're talking about the people that are complicit we're talking about the so called illuminatis the 13 bloodlines so on and so forth we're talking about those guys the shadow government we're talking about those guys many have been duped by division when it comes to religion because many blacks in America want nothing to do with Christianity and many feel that it's the white man's religion they feel that white Jesus that Bible all those things by those white folks were used to keep us in bondage to keep us enslaved physically with the chains mentally with the religion and you know that's some truth to that Inside Washington's Museum of the Bible, a single volume that is like no other. The so-called Slave Bible, 
Remarkable not for what's in it, but for what's not. So about 90% of the Old Testament's been removed and about 50% of the New Testament's been removed. Uh, to put it another way, a normal King James Version has 1,189 chapters in it. Uh, the Slave Bible has only 232. Missing are chapters and verses that might have encouraged uprisings. Book of Exodus, redacted. No story of Moses demanding Pharaoh, let my people go. Gone is Galatians, and the verse, There is neither bond nor free, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And no Jeremiah, woe unto him that useth his neighbor's service without wages. What they've left in are verses such as Ephesians 6.5, which is the famous verse, Slaves be obedient to your master. Looking at this Bible, it's hard to tell that anything's been taken out of it. That's correct. I mean, it looks like a normal book. For many enslaved Africans, this would have been the first time they were exposed to the Bible. A Bible selectively edited to instill obedience, using religion to underpin the horror of slavery. When people encounter this exhibit, what lasting impression do you want them to leave with? Well, we want to pass the message on that may this never happen again. Uh, the Bible itself is a, is a whole book. It's not one that you get to carve up and use this piece or that piece. The slave Bible designed to repress rebellion, but it didn't work. Enslaved people in the Caribbean constantly fought against slavery until emancipation. So you see, this has been played out so many times before, not just in America. If you look at the Crusades with the Roman Catholic Church, uh, the bad blood between Christians and Muslims. Look what we got out of 9-11. Seemingly the whole world wanted to hate on anyone that practiced Islam, anybody that was Muslim, anybody that was from the Middle East, you know. It's just division. And you mean to tell me your faith speaks that? It's an indictment on our God. When you look at the hate that is spewed from the mouths of those that claim to be believers of our faith. They're misrepresenting. They're false flagging. God is real. Jesus is real. Just the way he is. There is no substitution to getting close to the father uh, by way of the son. And that's relationship. If you want to know who Christ is, know him for yourself. Try him for yourself. My grandmother would always say that. Try him for yourself, son. And I assure you, when you begin that relationship, and you're sincere in your heart, he will show you who he is. And he doesn't need a middle man. He doesn't need a middle woman. The Holy Spirit is our proxy to Christ. Jesus is our proxy to the Most High. That being said, spend your time wisely. Many of us have a lot of extra time on our hands. How we're spending it is the thing. This brings us to a very important section of the show, Fit for Christ, in which I hand it over to my wife so she can give us some insight on how to do just that. Hello and welcome again to our Fit for Christ segment. I am your host, Cedrica Green. So we're going to get right into the lesson today. I know 2020 has been quite an eventful year. A lot of talk about COVID-19. What is it? Where did it come from? How to prevent it? So on and so on that it's pretty much gotten a little overwhelming. 
Well, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to talk about that. But despite the current state of the world, we as believers should focus on turning this quote-unquote social distancing into something good. The word says in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. I mean, think about it. We're not stuck at home. We are blessed to even have a home somewhere, a place that we can call home. There are so many people living on the streets from shelter to shelter, homeless, and they don't have a choice. This has not only given us the opportunity to appreciate having a shelter over our heads. It allows us to slow down and step away from the normal daily rat race of life. I mean, most of us wake up, get the kids off to school, fight traffic to get to work, spend a day on a job that most of us, tell the truth, don't even like doing. We get off work, we head home, we cook dinner, we help the kids with their homework, then we go to bed. And guess what? We wake up and do it all over again. This is a common day for many and has caused a huge void in our families and even more so a huge larger void in our relationship with God. The enemy is very busy as he's always been to destroy God's creation and turn our attention towards any and everything but God. This time in quarantine has not only forced us to stay home, but it has given us an opportunity to filter out the noise and reevaluate ourselves. Instead of binge watching our favorite shows or loading up on quote unquote comfort foods, let's use this time wisely. Spend more time not just with your spouse or your kids, but with God in his word, praying and cultivating a closer relationship with him. If ever we needed God more, we surely, surely do need him in such a time as this. People are now more eager to know how to boost their immune system. It's unfortunate that it had to come to such a time as this for people to take their health seriously. Maintaining a healthy diet is always important. With more time on our hands and fewer options to dine out now, it's a good time to try some dietary changes that make a huge difference in your overall health. Not necessarily huge changes because we all know how difficult it is to incorporate anything into our lives that are outside of our norm. But just simple small changes like eating more whole foods, fiber and whole grains, eating fewer meat dishes, Reducing processed foods and eating more fruits and vegetables and legumes, just to name a few. This brings about the question, did God intend for us to be vegan? Veganism and vegetarianism have become a popular lifestyle for many people with a goal of living a healthier lifestyle. As a vegan, you choose to not eat meat along with other animal byproducts such as milk, cheese, and eggs. As a vegetarian, you choose to not eat meat, but you may tend to eat 
eggs, milk, and cheese. That's your choice. In the greenhouse, we've chosen to follow a plant-based lifestyle. I myself began eliminating beef and pork from my diet long, many years ago when I was a college student. I became more and more concerned about my health and what it took to help prevent a lot of sickness and diseases along the way. Now, when I met my husband several years after that, he wasn't in his best health. He was under 40 and suffered from high blood pressure, digestive issues, just to name a few. I encouraged him to change his diet by simply eliminating beef and pork and adding more fruits and vegetables. Not long after that, his blood pressure became normal. He felt an increase in his energy levels. His digestive system was improved, just to name a few things. Now, we did our first community fast together with our church in Houston, which was the Daniel Fast. Now, with the Daniel Fast, we ate only fruits, vegetables, nuts, and water. It was quite a challenge, but... For those of us who fast for spiritual reasons, which we will discuss at a later date, we understand that it's supposed to be a sacrifice. Fasting allowed us to have a physical and spiritual breakthrough. Physically, I myself was already in pretty good shape, but fasting allowed me to understand even more so the benefits of following a vegetarian and vegan lifestyle. A healthy lifestyle involves 80% diet and 20% exercise or physical activity. So not only should we eat healthier, but we should stay active. I mean, it doesn't require an hour in a gym, just simply 20 to 30 minutes a day of physical activity. And when I say physical activity, it could be anything from walking to dancing, playing outside with the kids or even gardening. I began researching the Bible to better understand whether or not God intended for us to be vegans. And these are just a few scriptures that I found. Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 and 30 says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. In chapter 2, verse 9, it says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It, go, it goes on to say in chapter 2 verses 16 and 17, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eateth, eatest thereof thou shalt surely die now in reading those scriptures to me it clearly tells us that God indeed prescribed a vegan diet not only to Adam and Eve but for all the creatures that he created they were free to eat all the plants and vegetation that they wanted however the creator made no mention 
of allowing them to eat flesh. So let's keep reading. Genesis chapter 3 verse 17 says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. And it goes on to say in verse 21, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and, and clothe them. So as we all know, Adam and Eve committed the very first sin by eating of this tree in the garden that God clearly told them not to eat of, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God's instructions committing this first sin, God's perfect creation was destroyed. Mankind was banished from the Garden of Eden and forced to pretty much fend for themselves. The first animal was slaughtered in order to make clothes for mankind after eating of the tree of knowledge and becoming aware that they were naked. This is the earliest record of an animal giving its life for the good of mankind. Hmm, pretty interesting. So let's continue in Genesis chapter 9 verse 3 and 4. And it says, Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Now it wasn't until after the flood, when God destroyed the earth because it had gotten so infested with sin, that God told Noah everything on earth was for mankind to consume, which at that time included meat. However, it could not have life's blood, meaning you shouldn't be eating raw meat. So now that God okayed for us to eat certain meats, it was also spoken further in Leviticus about those animals that are not to be eaten. Let's go to, to Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1 through 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever parteth the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud among the beasts that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these shall not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof, as the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean to you. And the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean to you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, Though he divide the hoof and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters, 
Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever hath no fins nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. Wow. That scripture clearly states what we should and should not eat as far as the animals. But to me, it clearly tells us in the word that in the beginning, God created mankind. And he intended for us to eat of the green herb for meat, not animals. However, because of sin, God cleansed the earth by creating a mighty flood, after which he instructed Noah that there were then allowed to eat every moving thing on the earth. The scriptures also tell us that all meat was not clean and therefore not meant to be consumed. So the bottom line is that we must be mindful of what we are putting into our bodies and we must eat clean. Hundreds of years ago, foods were grown naturally. They weren't genetically modified. There were 100% organic foods that were farmed locally. In an attempt of the food industry to mass produce, they have formulated different processes that create more food, but at the same time may not be good for our health. You either risk eating genetically modified meat or pesticide polluted crops. Unfortunately, in this day and age, it seems we are faced with which is the lesser evil. Well, I can only speak for the greenhouse when I say that we would rather follow the original plan of God and eat that which cometh from the garden. I encourage you all, eat to live rather than live to eat. It's not only time for survival, but most importantly, it's a time for revival a revival of our mind, body, and spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Be blessed. Well, it's a lot of great information, sweetheart. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, so as you see, division is a tool that's been used so many times before in so many ways. I mean, even when it comes to our diet, when you see food, let's just think about an apple, or orange, a tomato. You look at it, all right? It's been... It's been crocked. It's been plucked. Uh, it looks the same. It has the same color. If you pick it up, whatever you use to test your produce and pass the test, the thump for the watermelons or what have you, right? You eat it. Mmm, tastes great. But guess what? All that you've seen is not what you think it to be. That, my good man, uh, a woman, you have just consumed a genetically modified organism in the way of that tomato that banana that orange and if we are what we eat we ourselves will become genetically modified it goes back to those vaccinations if you have someone there's an agenda to push these things in your body one way or another you should be wise in what you put in your body okay uh what you see 
is what you get meaning that those eyes that you actually use to see things those ears that you actually use to hear with all the senses that you have even your spiritual sense it matters you should be sensitive of all the things around you filter out the noise in the way of spiritual sense right also filter out all those things that are not good for you right when you filter things out like filtered water you want to take the impurities out right you want the benefits of the thing but you don't want the negative things that come with it you get a piece of fruit what do you do you wash it out with some water and then you eat it you consume it all right and so it's the same thing i know a lot of people say well god said bless it and get on you know hey yeah yeah that, that's what he meant and i get it and there are many scriptures that back that up but you have to understand the the love of god you know because of disobedience adam and eve were kicked out of the garden they had to get it how they lived period it was the beginning of the end uh in a lot of ways uh because the ground uh didn't even yield the bountiful crops the way that it did in the garden you know what i mean and so they had to do what they had to do to survive and god loves us so much he's going to give us what we need to survive but that doesn't mean that was his intentions we can go all left field with something and he has to get us back right because we started off left and he got us back right does that mean it was wrong that we went left or that he got us back right and something I do want to add um, we mentioned a lot about GMOs and a lot of people don't really understand how to recognize GMOs you know uh, we know that if it doesn't have a seed then it is not a natural product a natural fruit vegetable etc so one way that I just remembered I want to pass on to everyone if you're looking at barcodes uh, we seldom pay attention to labels we seldom pay attention to barcodes but if you truly want to know if an item is GMO or not uh, some of them actually say it on the front of the label but if not you can check the actual barcode um, the numbers on them do have a purpose uh, there's a four digit number if it's preceded meaning if it starts at the beginning starts with nine the number nine that means that it's organic and if it begins with eight that means it's genetically modified if there's no number at all, that means it's non-qualified. It's probably not even good for you anyway. But that's just something to keep in mind. Um, check the barcode and find out for sure if it's GMO or not. See, we have to uh, be very wise in making decisions, period. I mean, we make better decisions when we have better insight. The more you know, the more you grow, right? And so it's important. In this season, as we navigate through such a trying season with so many things around, so much uncertainty, like what do I do? Do I go this way? Do I don't go that way? If you watch the news, today do this, T tomorrow don't do this, tomorrow uh, after that do the very thing we just told you yesterday not to do. Eat this. This is good for you. Oh, now that's bad for you. So, Do you your research. Do your research. Stop believe in everything you hear that's from bible to your health any and everything do the research read it for yourself find out these things everybody goes on google for everything other than something good for all this nonsense we're always googling but use google use the internet as a positive resource check out things research things that you're curious about 
should I go vegan? What is vegan? What is what does it entail? All these things you can find out for yourself. You don't just have to hear it from me. Um, look it up. It's a lot of great information online that will tell you a lot about what it takes to start a healthier lifestyle. And piece by piece, stage by stage, like my wife mentioned earlier, that's how I did it. Uh, I was a meat lover. Uh, I came up on that unhealthy diet like so many of us, especially people of color. From the South, especially. Coming from the South, exactly. But it is what it is. It came from eating leftovers. Uh, pig, Yeah, to survive. Pig intestines, things of that nature, high in sodium. A lot of things that people ate and said, all right, well, we did it to survive. But if you think about it now, we don't even work as hard, or a lot of us don't work as hard as we used to, to burn a lot of that stuff off of our bodies, uh, to live the type of uh, strenuous lifestyle that we once were forced to live. So it doesn't right any of those wrongs, if that makes sense. So family, I, I believe it just comes down to what you believe in, who you believe in, what are you basing your beliefs on? Uh, as for the greenhouse, we base ours on the word of God. And you cannot go wrong with that. Look at what's going on. If you watch the news, uh, if you watch news reports, uh, it's just so much information that uh, you don't really know what to believe. Uh, but if you believe in the word of God, if you believe in the most high, if you believe in Jesus, you will be just fine. That's what we need more in this season. More of him and less of them and what them say. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so from the greenhouse to your house, we love you. God bless. See you next time, family. Until then, no matter the hocus pocus, please stay focused.